Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. So, uh, I received an email from uh, Stacy and Kevin a few days ago from Fort McMurray, and they've been on the air with us since the wildfire and uh, the evacuation. They joined us from Edmonton and uh, talked about how they'd bought a 23-foot trailer, and that's where they were going to be living for a while. And, and we just stayed in touch, and they were always upbeat and always positive about how things were turning out. And then, I think it was last weekend we spoke, and uh, we were laughing because Kevin was talking about putting a, a heater of some kind under the potty so that it doesn't freeze in the wintertime. And, you know, while we were laughing, I thought, it's not really funny. And uh, then I shared some emails with Stacy and Kevin about how they're winterizing their trailer. And I thought, in northern Alberta, the winters are going to be really, really cold. And winterizing a trailer, a 23-foot trailer, and that's your home, that's that's going to be tough to be able to get it to the point where you can be comfortable. And I thought, why is this going on? Why is this happening? Because Canadians gave a tremendous amount of money to help the people at Fort McMurray after that wildfire, $165 million from Canadian people and businesses, government of Canada, $104 million, and the government of Alberta, $30 million. So... That's also the money of the Canadian people, because governments don't have any money. They just misspend hours. So $165 million from, from Canadians, and then another $134 million from Canadians via the people who will tell us how terribly generous they are spending our money. Well, so then I got an email from Kevin and Stacy on the 6th of October, they're with me now. Do you mind if I read a little bit from your email? I guess so. <laughs> Go ahead, Roy. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is it okay? Just yeah, to, yeah, to, there's nothing in there. That's, you no, know. no, there isn't. There really isn't. I just want to read a couple of lines. No, there's nothing in there. No, no, no. I know. I just want to read a couple. I always ask people, and I should have asked you before. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Uh, I've just been very concerned about you guys, and, 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 and you wrote, you begin, it's very upsetting for us all to know people gave so much to help, but the people needing it are not getting it. 
We've been positive for a long time, and honestly, it's running out. We are tired. I would love to know what the people of Canada are thinking. Our government is helping non-Canadians come here and pay for them to be here. As you were saying last week's show, women coming to have a baby so it can be Canadian. Yes. So, and then you explained uh, what's going on, and I know that you're not anti-immigrant because you've talked to me off the air about the diversity at Ford Mac and how it's always been a diverse community and how you guys appreciate that. So I want people to know that. It sets us apart. sets everybody apart, and, yeah, we have no problem. You know, I just, as long as I can understand, I'm good. (laughs) But here we are. I mean, here I'm getting this email from, from, from the both of you. And I know things are, are are difficult, and we never got that sense when we talked to you, because you're so upbeat, you're so positive, you're funny, you're entertaining. At the most difficult times, you found something to laugh about. And you know what I kept? Entertaining. Well, well, you know what I thought? I, I, I thought you were helping other people who are going through difficult moments, whether they're fellow evacuees from Fort McMurray or just somebody somewhere in Canada who's having a rough time. Hearing you. After the evacuation, dealing with what you're dealing with, being positive and laughing, I always thought you were helping other people, and I, and, and I admired yeah. that. We had a lot of positive feedback that actually helped us stay that way. You know? It did. And, you know? I mean, traveling, we, we did a bit of traveling in, in the Edmonton area and visited the free spots we could, so we could kind of keep our mind from, you know, going absolutely insane. And, yeah, now it's just getting a little exhausting. So... I'm going to ask you, in your words, to share with us what what's going on. What's what's happening to what's happening to you two? What what's going on? Well, we got back to Fort McMurray and we began the process of trying to rebuild our lives here. And um, nothing is cheap in Fort McMurray. And you know, trying to winterize our trailer because it's all we have right now. And um, doing everything we can is begun to eat up the last little bit of savings and resources we had in case of an emergency. Um, and it's, it's beginning to worry us because it's, it's snowing. It's <laughs> snowing and there's just been the no feeling in Fort McMurray is that we hear all the time about all the help that's available and everything Yet every time we go into one of these places or ask to, for help with these resources, it seems like it's not available or it's not available to us. Yeah. And it's become very stressful now because the pressure's on us. Now, you know that I spoke earlier today with the vice president of the Canadian Red Cross, who is uh, in charge of Alberta for the Red Cross. She wasn't okay. able to join us on air. So I had a conversation with her off-air. So I'm just going to go through the, some of the fundamental points that, that, that she explained to me. And then if you would share with us your story about what's happened to you uh, after, I, after I tell, tell you what, what, she, what she told me. All right? And then there's another, there's another sidebar here and significant to you. And that is you went to an Alberta Works office in Fort McMurray. And you asked for what we all were told was there for you, yeah. and that's resources for people who return to Fort McMurray, evacuees who return to Fort McMurray by by October. And mm-hmm. when you went there, 
Well, well, we'll fill that in for our listeners in a minute. So, so I spoke with uh, with um, Jennifer McManus from uh, the Red Cross, Vice President, um, delightful lady to talk to, and and she uh, <laughs> she said to me that you know we talked about the amount two hundred ninety nine million dollars. 165 million came from individual Canadians and businesses. The balance from the government, um, yeah, it's big money, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's just the generosity is overwhelming. That, and and I think these people have a right to know where this money went. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, let me go through what what she said uh, to me. So, 165 million, then 104 from uh, Canada and 90 and, 80, and 30 from Al- government Alberta. So 299. And I asked what the money was. F- Spent. What was it for? Was it for residents, the community, or both? And uh, what what they do with it? So she said the money is held in trust for that event. In other words, for the evacuation and for the resettlement and just for the the uh, the the effects of the of the wildfire. So it's held in trust. And uh, then she pointed out it wasn't just people of Fort McMurray specifically who were impacted, also people of the greater municipality. Um, and uh, so the regional government of Wood Buffalo would be involved as yeah. well. Be, so, yeah. so then I asked, who decides at the Red Cross where the money is allocated generally? And she said it's governed by their national board, and the funds are reported to the national board by the national leadership team. So I guess the executive division of the Red Cross uh, explained to their national board how much money they have uh, to work yeah. with. And then the National Disaster Management Team decide, decides how the money is spent with approval from the governance arm of the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. And then experts map out how to spend the money based on their experience. And they have a structure in place they work from, and they work with the province, with the regional government of Wood Buffalo, and with nonprofits like the United Way and the food banks. So, so then I, I asked her about the fact that the CEO of the Red Cross in August, Conrad Sove, told news organizations the Red Cross had already spent $146 million. And I said, on what? And she said, on evacuation financial assistance for families who were registered with the Red Cross. There were some other things that they spent money on, but this is the one I, because, you know, I'm typing while she's talking. And yeah. uh, this is why this is why I don't like doing this. I like to have live interviews, not kind of report back. I hate doing that. I hear you. <laughs> but it was but it was $600 per adult individual and then children would receive additional funding. Now to receive the money, uh, there was also money for reentry, financial assistance for reentry into um, Fort McMurray and should have received money for uh, food, for gas, for transportation. And then there's money for supplies for children and and uh, money for supports for vulnerable families. Um, and and uh, then I asked, and I'm going to go through this as quickly as I can, but I want people to hear it. I asked if all the money dedicated to the Fort McMurray residents, who is all the money uh, dedicated to Fort McMurray residents, or is a percentage spent on Red Cross administration costs? And she said maximum is 5%, and that's for fundraising, and it's tax receipts and, and so on, and they fulfill the Canada Revenue Agency requirements. Um, what else did I ask here? And then I said that, um, I said that my guests, Kevin and Stacy are facing difficulty living in a 23-foot trailer at a campground in Fort Mac. That's their home for the winter. They have shortage of employment issues, which they didn't have before the fire. 
And Stacy's nope. part-time job doesn't bring in enough money to pay for the bills. So do yeah. you and other, like you two, and other Fort Mac residents with similar stories qualify for financial support from the funds Canadian delivers to the Red Cross for Fort McMurray residents? And you do. And she said, she told me that, uh, I, I told them that you're going to have to wait until October the 14th until you hear from the Red Cross, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. to establish what your situation is. And she told exactly. me there are two now two locations in Fort McMurray. I asked, why aren't there people on the ground? She said, there are. There are two mm-hmm. locations in Fort McMurray where you can go and they'll triage your mm-hmm. your reality, your situation. So that's what yeah. I heard. In That's most of what I heard. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and then you'll share with us, please, what your reality is and what you can tell us and want to tell us about how life is going for you guys. All right? Thank you, Roy. All right, we'll come back with Stacy and Kevin after this. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show and send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. All right, Stacy and Kevin. In Fort McMurray, Alberta, you just heard what the Red Cross told me about how the funding is dispensed, and now we're going to hear what my two friends, and I really think we've we've become good friends, and we're going to meet. Absolutely. We're going to meet soon, because I'm, I'm driving out to B.C., and I'm going to oh, stay one night in your trailer. I'm hopping in your trunk. <laughs> we're, we're, getting, we're getting into whatever you bring. <laughs> okay, guys. With the dogs. <laughs> with the rowdies. Yeah, yeah. The rowdies. Okay, please share with us what your situation is and what you've encountered. Well, before we left Edmonton to return home in Fort McMurray, we decided we'd make sure we had all the resources in place for us. We started going to the Red Crosses to look into the financial assistance for fuel and food and other things to help us get back and forth while the city wasn't capable of sustaining anyone here in the early stages of June. So in September, when we were ready to come back, we contacted them to find out about the assistance program. Uh, We said we can go to an office in Fort McMurray or we can go to one in Edmonton. And they said, no, there's no point doing that. We have to do an individual assessment with each person and find out what their needs are, either over the phone or in person. And at that time, they said the soonest appointment we can give you, and this was the first or second week of September, was October the 14th. And they they said there's no place you could go to do this in Edmonton. Nope. We went to several in Edmonton, and they basically said, we're not doing that. Where did you hear this? And we heard on the radio, you guys were saying that there's financial assistance. You're, the people on the town hall meetings in Fort McMurray were saying that there's these assistance available. All you have to do is go to your local Red Cross. And Ms. McManus told me there were, I think, eight offices in Edmonton. Okay, so you went to these offices, or you called and went, and you were not given any assistance, and you were told that you would get a call on October the 14th. That is correct. All right. So, was it, so, so, now, so then what happens? What, what, what happened after that? Well, we kind of realized that we're not the only people 
you know, that lost their home and lost everything. There's a, a lot of us up here. So we took it in stride. Um, but then we begin to hear more and more people that haven't lost their homes or anything and are provided with assistance to pay their mortgage payments and said things. And, you know, it started to wear on us as we're dwindling the last little bit of funding that we had mm -hmm. trying to get this trailer done. So I told Stacy we're going to go to Alberta Works. They're apparently providing emergency assistance. Let's see if we can get some help from them to get us to October the 14th. Okay, and and you had um, you didn't get any assistance from from anybody, right? Well, not no. from the provincial government, the federal government, and the Red Cross. They told you that they weren't equipped to provide you with funds in Edmonton. That you'd have to wait until you had the communication on the 14th of October. That is correct. Right. We so, just to clarify, we did receive the $600 payment. From the Red Cross, we received that near the end of June. Right. Um, I know there was difficulties with that, and I, I want to thank Canadians for helping us with that because that meant the world to us at that time, right? Yeah. Just unfortunately, that just paid for a few meals and keeping us going in Edmonton and for a week. Money. Yeah. So, so you're back in Fort McMurray, and nobody is stepping up. Uh, to assist you. Were you aware that there was a Red Cross office uh, available we in Fort McMurray? We were aware, but we were told there was no point us going there. All they would do was provide us with an appointment at a later date so that we could have an assessment done. So, 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 so you go to, um, you go to uh, Alberta Works and there's a a program in place, as, as you've explained to me, and I spoke with the mayor's assistant in Fort mm -hmm. McMurray. There's supposedly a program in place that provides funding to Fort McMurray returnees, some, mm -hmm. I guess, bridge funding, if yeah. and it's in it's in effect until October. That's that's what you understood, right? That is correct. So what happened, Stacy, when you went to the office? Well, I went in, and like I told you, I had to suck every bit of pride I ever had left. Uh, just to walk in there, and the gentleman told me uh, basically it was over in August, and it was only for people returning home. So I looked at him, and I said, well, I just returned home three weeks ago, and this is supposed to be in place until the end of October. So he told me it wasn't again, and he gave me paperwork for something else I could fill out and try to get some kind of assistance through there. Okay, I want, you to hold, I want you to, I'm sorry, I want you to hold on. Yep. Because we're going to tell this story, and we'll take the time it it takes to tell your story. So please hold on. We're going to come back with uh, Stacy and with Kevin, and, and um, I'll ask the studio to please call our next guest and just delay it, delay our interview with our next guest, because I want to talk to Stacy and Kevin. Stay with us, everybody. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday edition of The Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Stacy and Kevin are with me from Fort McMurray. If you listen to this program regularly, then you've heard them before. 
As they've talked about their experience following the wildfire when they were evacuated, their life in Edmonton, where they bought a 23-foot trailer and their intent to return home, which they've done. And along the way, no one has provided them with assistance up and beyond the $600 each they received from the Red Cross. Now, I spoke, as you know, earlier with the vice president of the Red Cross for Alberta, and she explained what I explained earlier about how the money uh, has been, uh, where it's been put and how it's allocated and, and, and how funding is is being delivered to people who need it. Stacy and Kevin have to wait until the 14th of October for a call from the Red Cross. The Red Cross says there is a triage office, now two of them, in Fort McMurray where Stacy and Kevin could go for assistance. But you were told... Um, that they're not going to, that office doesn't give money. That's what you were told, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you guys have, you've you've investigated from what you've, you know, conversations we've had, emails we've exchanged. You've investigated every option that you knew of to find some level of assistance that you believed was there for you. Yeah, we we dug and we made lots of phone calls and we went to, Several of the Red Cross offices, and at every turn, it was seemed like a closed door. Just no. Just so, no. Yep. We don't do that. No. We're not providing that. No. Mm-hmm. So nobody's coming up with any cash, and you're running out of your resources there, dwindling. Uh, yeah. it's, it's humbling, and yeah. I'm feeling very ashamed, but that is the mm-hmm. truth, Roy. No. You don't need to feel ashamed. not working full-time. You don't need to be ashamed, Kevin. You didn't, you know, the fire affected you. The fire drove you from your home. The fire is what changed your life. Um, I know you you had employment before the fire, and that employment is now no longer there for extracurricular reasons that we spoke about that have nothing to do with with either of you. Um, No. Following instructions, and, and that was apparently a problem for your employer, but... So you went to the Alberta Works office, Stacy, and the understanding was, and the statements were from 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 what you tell me and from what I understand from the mayor's assistant in Fort McMurray, is that funds were supposed to be there for residents of Fort McMurray who returned before the end of October. So you go there, and you're asked, what kinds of questions were you asked? Are you a Canadian he asked, citizen? He asked if I'm a Canadian citizen, and if not, when did I move here? I, I, I laughed at him, I'm sorry, and I said, yeah, I'm Canadian. And he asked me if I was Albertan, and I said, well, no, not technically. Well, you got to put in when you arrived in Alberta. I'm like, okay, no problem. I've been here 20 years. But it was a little shocking. So, <laughs> so, so, so no money coming, and he told you that the program had ended in August? Yeah, he said it ended August, and I mean online, and as you know, uh, government officials also say it's at the end of October. So I don't know where the information is getting crossed, or if they just don't know what's going on. I'm not sure, but it's definitely misinformation somewhere. And you also had difficulty speaking to this gentleman. Yeah, I had a little difficulty. I'm, I'm East Coast. If you can't tell, and basically I strained to understand this gentleman, so I, I wasn't very happy, obviously, with the information I could get out of him. So she left in tears, right? Yeah, I did. She yeah. left in tears. Yeah. So he told you the program was over, and yeah. asked you questions about whether you're a Canadian citizen and yeah, you're, I mean, you're returning home. Yeah, yeah, I got paperwork as well. I guess paperwork. 
to prove she was a Canadian was citizen and citizen to prove and she was from Alberta. They wanted banking information and everything. Like they wanted everything. Like I was filling out a form for a loan. So I was a little shocked. Yeah. So, so how? I mean, what? What? I don't want to drag things out of you, but no. what's your situation now? Well, at this very moment, um, like you know, I'm working part time and. We're both looking for full-time work, and we put out I don't know how many resumes and haven't even gotten one single call because I believe there are thousands of resumes out there right now. A lot of people are in the same situation. Everybody's trying to go after that, you know, that one job, and one guy out of the thousand gets it. So that's, that's one aspect we're looking at. And other than that, we're just waiting and hoping we're going to get some help out I'm, of the Red Cross. I'm, I'm, I'm testing my carpentry skills. Yeah, and Kevin's testing his carpentry skills. He's, he's leaving the mechanics leaving the mechanics behind and he's trying to build us a porch. Yeah. yeah. So just, well, you know what, I, what is really troubling is the fact that, um, that your experiences, and maybe this is clearly not the way things are supposed to work, but your experience has been that you've been turned down and turned away Yep. When you've gone yep. where you were told to go. Yep. Um, Multiple occasions. The instructions that you heard on 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 radio and heard and read in media, mm-hmm. and, and so yep. you went where you were instructed to go, and yep. you received no funding, nope. uh, except from the for the two six hundred dollar um, amounts. Yeah, from Red, yeah, we got that from Red Cross. Like like Ted said, about two months after I think it was after the fire, we got yeah. that. Yeah. Did you get and you also yeah. got? Did you get some minimal funding from from federal or provincial government? Yeah, it was we got. I believe it was the provincial government that provided us with uh, some money on a cash card. Yeah, it was a cash card for twelve each in the first. We got that right away. That's what saved our bus. That's the beginning. What, yeah, yeah. So are are there other people? who you know in Fort McMurray, who are going through the same situation. There are many people in Fort McMurray going through the same situation. But the scariest part, Roy, is is that many people can't get back here to no. even try to rebuild their lives in town. Exactly. Uh, that's worrisome. And, and me and Stacy have always been to the extent of, we believe there are people more worse off than us. We always wanted the other person to get the help that they really needed because me and Stace always felt we could take care of ourselves. We we've, always managed. We've always managed. We've always looked at the brighter side of things, and we've always thought of others. It, it, it breaks both our hearts to be in this position right now. It's, literally struggling and worrying if we made the right decision to come home or not. What if and shoulda, coulda, you know. <laughs> All those stupid thoughts you have in your head after something. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is so disturbing to hear. Because people did step up and I understand yeah. that, you know, I get it that there have to be procedures for distribution mm-hmm. of large amounts of money, but I'm also yep. going to say this, and I wish the Miss McManus were with us or somebody from the Red Cross, because ultimately they're administering the money. The fact is, here's what I'd do. I'd go and knock on doors. I'd First of all, exactly. I'd, I'd, if I'd see a trailer being winterized, and I'd send yeah. people out, you know, go and find the go and find the people who need help, who are yeah. here, who you would think, just go and knock on doors yeah. and exactly. say, what's your situation? Yep. We're, we're easy to find. You, yeah, we're easy you, to find. You can see the people that are that are struggling yep. to make it through it. 
there's no question about that. You can see them everywhere. Yeah. And most of them, you can see the look on their face, Roy. Their face, yeah. Everybody is worried, yeah. sick, about how they're going to pay the next bill or how we're so going to have do you, this. But, and, uh, do you know of anybody, do you know, and I don't want to ask you questions about other people because it's your story that we're, that we're, we're hearing, but... Are there people whose situations have been resolved where they've had the phone call or they've had the meeting with the Red Cross or with Alberta Works and their situation has been resolved? We've heard these stories on the radio, but I've have yet to meet anybody. someone who has said that they yeah. got the assistance they needed. Yeah, I, I don't personally know anybody. I, I don't know time. exactly you know, who it is or, or what they're providing. I've seen the lineups uh, at the Red Cross building downtown of 100 or 200 people in line. Um, they don't look all that happy coming out the other end. No, no. Well, will you go? They have a new office, that, uh, and I give you the address for that. Would you yeah. go to the, You'll be going there uh, next week, right, or this coming week? Yeah. Absolutely. We will definitely be going uh, there. If they're open Tuesday or if they're open tomorrow, we'll be there First in line. Now they say Tuesday is the, what they're going to open, but but it's troubling that you would go to Alberta Works, where there's this program that is supposed to be there for residents of Fort McMurray who return, and this program airs in Edmonton, in Calgary, and 6:30 Chet in Edmonton, and News Talk 770 in Calgary are great chorus radio stations in Alberta. It's troubling that Alberta Works is supposed to have this program in place, and you go to the office specifically uh-huh. in Fort McMurray where you think the people should be qualified enough to, to, to resolve the issue and not hand you a bunch of paperwork and ask you, are you a Canadian citizen, this, that, the other. Yeah. Just provide proof of, of residence in Fort McMurray. You'd have that, I'm sure, for, you know, from utility bills and God knows what else. Exactly. That's what we did to and get, you know, the, the bits from the Red Cross way back when. We had to just show our driver's license. Has anybody else, so, are you aware of anybody else who's been turned away from that office? I haven't really asked many of my friends. That's not like fair of me to ask all. that. It's not fair. I should. No, it's okay. We're I just, just not talking about your story. I don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right, uh, look, I'm going to take another break, and we'll come back, and I, I there's a couple more questions I, I, I want to ask you. And, no problem. Because you have been our go-to voices um, throughout this, and I remember your descriptions of the massive fireball when you were leaving. And I saw you sent me photographs, a massive fireball when you were leaving Fort Mac and how a bunch of guys got out of their trucks, and I think, Kevin, you were one of them, and... And, and yep. dragged an, dragged another truck out of harm's way and got the got the driver out of there and you know yep. anyway we'll come back with Kevin yep. and Stacy stay with us if you're looking for real life radio you've come to the right place this is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I have an email from uh, Angela Roy. Ask them if the insurance companies have been forthcoming with funds to repair and rebuild homes. I have clients from Fort McMurray who tell me the Alberta government have told insurance companies not to provide funds for the rebuild. That's an email. And um, let me see what else have I got here. We have... But they told everybody. You guys there? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Roy. Okay. Uh, and uh, somebody asks about uh, employment insurance or unemployment insurance. Is any? Are there any government programs available to you? Not really. Again, you fall under the basic stipulations of what happened. Do you have enough insurable hours? Um, and all those factors still okay. fall into okay. play. Okay. So, what's your situation? I mean, you're, you you Canadians gave a tremendous amount of money so that exactly this kind of situation would not occur. Canadians were gave a huge amount of money from the goodness of their hearts. The most we had in a, history. The most in history. We had a prime minister who decided he would tell us we would be surprised at the damage if we only knew this was when he finally decided to go to Fort McMurray after we'd been all the rest of us had been watching it and, and worrying and, and were scared for all of you guys. Um, so what is your situation now? How, I hate asking this, but how desperate is your financial situation? Or is that the it's, right word? It, it, it's pretty it, close it is. To the right word, yeah. I, I've never felt this kind of desperation, Roy. No. We've always been able to take care of ourselves. We've always had funds available in case of an emergency. This emergency has drained us of everything, and we're about ready to start selling off the couple of things that we were able to save from the fire because they weren't in our home at the time. Yeah, that's Um, It's a fact of life, and and I understand that. There's People have had to do it all the time. It's the circumstances that hurt surrounding this, because if it didn't happen, This wouldn't be happening. This wouldn't be happening. Well, you know, it's one thing. It's one thing to open an office and expect people to go to the office. That's one. That's one option. But I would still say what they should do is put people on the ground, just going knocking on doors that's for returnees and saying, "What's your situation?" You know, if I see you winterizing a trailer, I'm figuring you're gonna you're gonna have to live in a 23 foot trailer through a northern Alberta winter. So you'd be the among the first people to get a knock on the door saying, what do you need? Yeah. yeah. And that's what we thought because we figured our situation is a bit unique. You know, there would be some help for us uh, when we got here and maybe we waited too long to come back, but we were trying to do the right thing. We were trying to give the city the chance to get the water, get the power on. We, we were told uh, on the, initial re-entry date that do not come back to Fort McMurray if you don't have a home that's green checked, if you don't have minimum 30 days of food and water and supplies and gas, you've got to have enough gas because we don't have any gas stations, we don't have any water, and we certainly don't have any food to provide you. That's exactly what they said in the beginning. So we thought we did the right thing by waiting as long as we could. Mm -hmm get back in time before winter hit and hunker down so we can get life going again. And you had to pay for everything that... You had to pay for life while you were waiting. Oh, well, we that, did. that was it. I mean... We tried to stay as cheaply as possible. We weren't staying in fancy hotels and eating meals in restaurants. No. We were in our little trailer cooking our meals inside and trying to make the best of the most difficult 
situation we've ever encountered in we, our life, quite frankly. We did. All and we, we did. did it, we stayed positive. We yeah. didn't get on the negative train. Yeah. And we're still positive to this date. Stacy had a good laugh at me the other day up <laughs> on the roof of the trailer trying to winterize this thing. And, you know, I, I think it's just the weight on our shoulders now of just, not knowing, Roy. Yes. Just not knowing. So you you get a, you're going to get a call on the 14th of October. At least that's the schedule from the Red Cross, mm-hmm. and then they will decide how much assistance you should get. Uh, if right? any, if any, yeah, we heard it's an assessment. It's an assessment to decide whether we are qualified <laughs> or eligible yeah. to receive assistance. Yeah. And. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then how long is it going to be after the 14th before we hear back from them? Is that going to take another month? Well, that's is it. it going to be springtime by the time they come through? Yeah. And you have, you have bills it? to pay now, right? The people want, well, they want the money. Yeah, 14th is our rent day, so. And that's what we're worried about. We're is, a little bit panicked. <laughs> we're a little bit panicked now because we're trying to winterize. We're trying to get all the little procedures in place so we don't freeze up this winter. Yes. Yeah. And the people here at the trailer park are good. We've had people come and lend me power tools so that I could try to build little ports so that our little door won't freeze on our trailer. And I'm no expert carpenter, so it's probably going to look a little shabby. But (laughs) pretty good. You know, uh, (laughs) it's the people here that made us come back, Brian. It really is. We're Right from the day of the fire to now, I still feel like we're a big family and somehow we'll make it through all this. I got an email from Sherry. My brother-in-law and two nieces lost their home, uh, owned by their mother. My ex-sister-in-law did not lose her home but got a second payout in August. Don't know how much or why. Thought it was strange because just a week or so before, I read all the money had been distributed by the Red Cross and there was no more. So I'm getting so many emails and they're 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 conflicting and so people are having conflicting experiences guys uh i say this but we're, we're going to stay in touch with you i'm going to call you before the or on the 14th and find out how things will have gone and what the red cross will have said to you and then we'll take it from there but you need you need help now so We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we, will, we, we will not fail, Roy. Failure know, is not an option. I know. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk soon. No problem. We love we'll you. Talk soon. Thank you for everything, Roy. All right. Love well, you and Canada. Thank you. Yeah. You too, man. Um, Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, really. Yeah, you too, Roy. Happy Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Stacy and Kevin in Fort McMurray don't have the solution, just their story. We'll come back and sign off.